0: Hello, I'm Alish Quinn. This is Arctic Tourism and the Pandemic, a Radio Canada international podcast. Well, in our first episode, we spoke to the head of the Indigenous Tourism Association of Canada for an overview of how the tourism shutdown was affecting Inuit and First Nations-owned businesses in the north. And we wanted to dig a bit deeper now into how all this is affecting Arctic hunters who also work as guides. So, in today's episode, we're speaking to George Angoyaktuk, head of the Cambridge Bay Hunters and Trappers Association in Nunavut. Now, we cover a lot of ground in this conversation the importance of tourism dollars and allowing hunters to maintain their very expensive equipment, how the tourism freeze is affecting younger and older hunters differently and how the community is pulling together despite it all. So, let's dig in. In many Nunavut communities, hunters, besides hunting for their families, that they're also working as as guides. Um, They take people out on the land um, when there's hunters that that come up to to the Arctic. Tell us about how important that was in the, the economy in a community like Cambridge Bay.
1: Our roles as guides over the years have really flourished um, from taking out uh, people in town just for a couple of hours. It, it's a really good pay for, for a guide to go out and uh, spend an afternoon or spend a day or even a few days for that matter. Um, our guides were really enjoying the good times. Um, people were coming in. They wanted to see the north, uh, so we took them out and showed them uh, things like uh, going out to the seal hole or going out to get a caribou or, or uh, that was the tourism side of it and then we had the uh, sports hunting side of it that was uh, just incredible from the first day that I started guiding up until just a couple of years ago the change has been so drastic from very few people in the early days knowing about Guiding for a big game and, and the uh, money that it brought in—it it was a huge difference to all of us. I mean, when we take a client out and go after big game, after one guided hunt, we can purchase uh, large equipment, um, whether that be snowmobile or, or boat and motor or something of that nature, to assist us in continuing our uh, guiding ventures that would just resupply us and assist us. So we've had gear over the years of guides who are doing oh, so well. I mean, um, our outfit is amazing too. He helps us out in in setting accounts for parts. Every time we take a client out, we earn a few extra dollars to to, uh, help us with parts or anything that we need on our uh, guiding ventures. Until last year, that was a really drastic change. We went from good days and good times to busy all the time to nothing. It, it, there was no more guiding. There was no nothing, no more income that we depend on. So a lot of our guides in town are uh, trying to make ends meet, trying to find other things to do. And, and uh, it's tough. Not not everybody can get a job um, in a community where everybody wants to work and make a few bucks now with this pandemic going on so it's been very tough um, especially for the older guys that don't have too many other skills Um, younger guys are doing not too bad they can take on roles uh, labor jobs in the community where um, a lot of strength is uh, required from the individuals but for the older guys it's like myself it's, it's pretty tough make ends meet without that steady flow of uh, tourism income that we learned to depend on. So that's been a really big change from my point of view. It went from from really good times to money floating around to nothing. Everything come to a standstill, to a stop. Should, we have no more clients coming and Food on the table and things like that are a little hard now. So we're hoping that... <laughs> in a very near future we'll get back to living our regular lives i mean regular in the sense of uh, being able to have people come and go as they please
0: like they did a couple years ago what are the kind of conversations you're having with some of your members about that side of it
1: well it's mentioned all the time you know of course we're all hoping for better days um for better things, this pandemic is worldwide, and we know that it affects the whole world. So, we've learned to accept the fact that uh, we can't change anything right now. We just have to live day by day. And of course, yeah, for a lot of the older people, it's it's pretty hard now um, having to depend on the community now. Um, Like, our community is really good. Our community loves its people, and and, uh, we have hunters that go out because tourism, too, was uh, looking after all the purchasing of fuel that we needed to get out, and without that tourism, the uh, guides uh, have no more income. They can't buy fuel to go out um, just to take their family out. It's really hard now, that, um, fuel and oil and things like that that you need to get out. is hard to come by now. Um, so you... Depend on family and friends to assist you if you want to go out. Maybe get a can of gas from your sibling or such or a family member. Um, yes, it's very difficult. Um, every household I know that depend depended on on Mother Nature and all she had to offer before that's come to a standstill. So really, really. Um, a big change, uh, a negative change in our,
0: in our livelihood. Um, has there been any assistance from the government, or have you spoken with other hunters and trappers organizations in Nunavut to think of solutions or things that you'd like to see?
1: Um, being uh, chairman of the HTO, I sit on a few other boards and... and um, one of those is, is uh, we get funding from the government. Yes, for uh, our community, uh, they supply funding uh, to purchase from the hunters some country food. So some of the some of the uh, guides are able to go out and harvest uh, either fish or, or anything with meat, like muskox or caribou. Uh, but caribou in Cambridge Bay is really difficult because we're on a tagging system now. Right. Um, we can't uh, harvest any caribou without a, a tag. So even if we do see caribou while we're out, we're forced that we can't harvest um, because of the um, total allowable harvest that the government uh, uh, put on our, our hunters. We're only allowed so many um Dolphin and Union Cerewood that live with us on the island now. They head south in the winter and back in the spring, spend the summer here. So those we can't even harvest now without a take, so it's difficult. The other herds of that we harvest that we depend on never made it to our area, so it's been really difficult for for our hunters when, it, when you have to go a great distance, you have to purchase a lot of fuel, a lot of supplies. You spend four, or five, six days a week maybe to stay out. And a lot of our uh, guys can't afford that anymore. Um, uh, that's a really sad part of it. Um, being unable to get out and being unable to purchase your fuel to get out. and Some of the equipment that's, that they've been using over the last two years. When you use your equipment all the time, it wears out, and yeah, uh, great uh, harvesters are definitely feeling, you know, the uh, negative impacts of this COVID.
0: What would you like to see happen? Uh, that tourism would pick up once. Everyone is vaccinated, or what would you like to see happen?
1: The thing about the north, we don't have a whole lot of uh, medical facilities. That when somebody gets really ill with with uh, unknown illness, there's not a whole lot that uh, they can do here. Like if we had COVID hit here, we would be in a world of hurt because we don't have the facilities or. or Dependent on on the government and, and um, very leery about traffic coming in from the south all the time. All our community members, the elders, are afraid of something hitting Cambridge Bay like it hit Albert And, and uh, that is a very scary thought. And we always keep that in mind when we see people who are, um, telling our kids and children that they stay safe. action has been very good, knowing the uh, lack of uh, facilities that we can use here if we ever got hit big time, so, you know, hats off to our government for keeping our our people safe up to this point, and and having faith that they will continue uh, and will pull through this somehow.
0: So you agree then that even though it's it's such a challenge without the the tourism economy and the community, but you're you're of the opinion you agree that things don't uh, shouldn't open up until the pandemic is completely under control.
1: Oh yes, definitely. I wouldn't push anything to to um, you know to open up right away. We we'll see a few. Um, uh, a few things that they do um, in the south where they open up places too early and, and certainly it just spreads like wildfire, that COVID, um, very toxic.
0: And I, I remember that um, even when I was in Cambridge Bay, I mean, there were hunters from all over, from southern Canada, from the United States, from Texas. Um, do you worry that once the world sort of as we go into the post-pandemic world, are you worried about difficulties in getting those people back Um or do you think there anything is going to have to be done to 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 market Nunavut or to remind people, um, you know about how special it is? Um, or are you even thinking that of that at this point?
1: Well, it's hard to think of something to uh, to get something started again. The only thing on my mind right now, along with my um, fellow uh, people that I live with and deal with on a day-to-day basis, is just to get through this pandemic to survive it and, and have as many community members and family get through it as well and the last thing on our mind or on my mind is how are we going to like the question that you asked you know it, it's uh, way down I feel way down in a future everything would come back to normal and, and even when I see that come back to normal you know I have I feel skeptical, saying that um, it's, it's, it seems like we're never going to be normal again. Something hit us like this, and, and we hear stories, uh, you know, from the Bible about things like this, the um, events that happen, um, and it's true. You see a lot of truth in it. Uh, something that you never dreamed of could affect the entire planet. Um, just hit us, and uh, that's scary. Um, So, yeah, the last thing on my mind is how we're going to get everything back to normal. Uh, I think about uh, what we're thinking is day-by-day struggles to get through this um, one step at a time. Hopefully the rest of the world will come through this in a positive manner. I know that we lost a whole uh, a people.
0: Um, what are you seeing in your community in terms of the resilience? What are people drawing on um, to get through this?
1: Well, there's uh, there's some small things that are happening now. The community is really strong. We have, uh, since it's not in Cambridge Bay, yet, we have some gatherings uh, with limited numbers and, of course, distancing, social distancing. But things like uh, keeping the young people busy, um we're doing some sewing classes in uh, in the schools and um, some things with our hunters too. We're teaching a few things on, on um, the new equipment like the mesas where you could rec- record uh, um, sightings and um, signs of uh, things like killwood that are on TAH right now. So things like that we're trying to keep busy, trying to keep occupied and, and um, um, with, with the community, and that community is really great, really beautiful, wonderful, caring members in the community, and it really shows, um, you know, a few key people, a few key people that uh, go that extra mile, that little extra effort, uh, goes a long ways, and it shows uh, people enjoying themselves. Uh, gymnasium in the evenings and uh, little gatherings, of course, keeping social distancing in mind and trying to keep things for the community to do, um, like uh, some bingos that they do, um, events, different events that we're trying to do to involve the community with social distancing in mind.
0: George, thank you so much for making the time to speak with me.
1: Have a great day. Okay, bye
0: bye. This has been Arctic Tourism and the Pandemic, a Radio Canada International podcast.